This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast is anthony and jacqueline and we're back to talk more nxt on the usa network and the wwe network uh this was the pre-thanksgiving episode of nxt this week and uh, post takeover episode yes post takeover so this was the takeover hangover although no hangover we don't do the hangover episodes anymore but speaking of hangovers i got a sort of Related question to ask you. I've I've asked one other person, and they have told me yes. But I'm curious mm. to 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 hear your answer on this. I am not uh, I'm not a drinker. I am not a consumer of alcoholic beverages. But I am mm-hmm, told mm-hmm. that this very day, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, is mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm. drinking night. Like people yes. go out. Okay, so this is a thing. Thanksgiving Eve is a very big night. Yes, to go out. Okay, I did not know this. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, because usually it's, like, all the college kids that go out because they're all back in town. Ah. And, like, they all go out with their, their people. Um, I feel as though I've aged out of this mm-hmm. um, this time. But, um, yeah, no, bars get super busy. Um, I, of course, go to bed early because I run a 5K Thanksgiving morning. But um, yeah. besides that, yeah. No, yeah, it's big night. Okay, well, that will tie into things later, believe it or not. So, oh, viewership numbers. It does tie into viewership numbers, which really? were not good. No. Uh, especially for AEW, but we'll get there when we get there. Hmm. Uh, so it's NXT episode 535, and we get a recap of all of the wrestling stuff that happened TakeOver, Survivor <coughs> Series, uh, Raw, maybe, I think, even. I don't know. All the stuff. There was a lot of things, and they recapped all of it here. And, there was too much. Yes. And then we open up on Full Sail and Josiah Williams, the the young man who once led Adam Cole uh, down to the ring. Uh, is that who that was? I did not know. Yes. And he leads the crowd and a lot of the roster, at least in what I could tell, in a celebratory song. The crowd yeah. seemed very excited about this. Uh, they were celebrating, of course, their victory at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song interrupted by the Undisputed Era, who think they think this whole thing is super lame. Uh, Cole takes full credit for They're everything. Lame. Yes. Uh, Adam Cole takes full credit for everything. He randomly announces that Fish and O'Reilly will be defending the tag titles tonight against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. That would have been nice to know beforehand, so I could have been excited for it. Uh, mm-hmm. They just announce it here. 
the men's Survivor Series team is now magically in the ring. We, I don't, I don't think I, I spotted Matt Riddle when they were all yeah. coming out, but I didn't see Champa or else. Keith Lee or Dijakovic. I uh, think it's just because Matt Riddle is so magnetizing; like you, your eye just dro- draws yeah, to him. The camera just finds him. Yeah. Like, and, I just don't think we saw the rest of the guys, yeah. Well, they're in the ring. Ciampa is impressed by Adam Cole's confidence, considering the beating he gave him. Said War Games was just the beginning of the end for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to come up with a quick name here, because I didn't want to keep saying Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, it was thanks- It was the night before Thanksgiving, so I just went with Glory Feast. Uh, okay. Because of the, the nicknames. Uh, or catchphrases. I don't know. <laughs> I went with Glory Feast. Uh, All says, right. Says All that right. those men are going to take the titles uh, and says Goldie is coming home. Finn Balor comes out, says that he is standing in Tommaso Ciampa's way. Uh, Ciampa says the prince has met his king. And then I wrote, cue the slash fiction. Because I imagine there's somebody. Is Tumblr still a thing? Uh, if it is. I'm sure somebody is going to be writing about the fantasized romance between Prince Finn Balor hmm. and King Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, maybe. Uh, um, I have to talk a little bit about this promo and just recognize again Matt Riddle in the background of um <laughs> of his group. Yeah, because oh my god, he just gets so into the crowd. Like he really does. Like he so plays into them, and like I think he starts it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how he does it. He just, like, he, his weird movements, he just, like, bounces he, along with their chats and stuff. He didn't even have anything to do in this. He just stood there and kind of was like a cheerleader, but was awesome. Yeah, and I still kept watching him. Also, how did they make their NXT Champa shirt so fast? I have no... I mean, they've got people, I'm sure, but... That make... Did just make shirts? Yep. <laughs> okay. They're just they're just there. Uh this is like a regular thing like in AEW too. Like uh hmm. somebody will somebody will say it, like Chris Jericho kind of turned uh they managed to turn this thing of him saying a little bit of the bubbly into a meme and it was a t shirt like the next day or the day after or something like that. Uh and that is by the way, uh, even though this is not the AEW podcast, I would like to point out that not only do they turn that into a shirt real quick, but they also turned it into uh, legitimate bubbly and sold, I think, 10,000 bottles of it already. Oh, my God. So just from okay. just saying a line. So. If they could do all that, how come I still don't have a shirt of William Regal yelling war games? <laughs> just his yelly face? Yeah, that's all I want. Wargames. I just want his yelly face that just says war games. Look, like, if they were smart, they would have already jumped on it. Cause... I don't know why they haven't. There is a market for this. Mm-hmm. It might not be a anyway. huge market, but a market. I mean, you'll sell at least one. Yes. Isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> Making If you can make one person happy, that is yeah. what it's all about. You've done your job. Uh, this whole segment kind of evolved into Undisputed Era, taking on Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, Keith Lee takes them both on uh, by himself. Oh, oh, oh. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta back you up. Okay. One, just one second here. Back me up. Because I think we need to. I think we need to just address it. Okay. Um, we love you, Moro. We hope everything's okay. Oh, who is this damn yes. Phillips guy? Okay, so uh, we should note we should note that yeah, they did say Moro Nalo was going to be back next week, and this was the next week, and he, and was, he was not, not back, there. Um, because things weren't good. Still, I don't know why they felt the need mm-hmm. to say he was going to be back next week. He wasn't ready to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Phillips uh, is the guy who actually, he got his start in NXT and he called <laughs> a lot of the big, uh, NXT shows and takeovers. He was, uh, calling most of them all the way up through NXT takeover Brooklyn three, which is where more Ronaldo, uh, came in and okay. was basically doing NXT from there on out. So Tom Phillips was okay. promoted to SmackDown, and then he got shunted to NXT UK, which is hmm. what he's been calling lately. And with Moro out, they brought him in here. And I thought he was fine, but he's not Moro Ronaldo. I but agree. The news reports. Uh, oh, there is news, actually, at least on Moro Ronaldo. Uh, he is confirmed to be returning. For, oh, thank God. For this week. So he is he is OK. He has gotten better. So 
It did Thank sound you, like Marl. it did sound like he was in rough shape, so I'm I'm glad he's feeling better too. <sighs> Me too. What a guy. Uh so Keith Lee, uh he takes on both Undisputed Era members by himself, tosses fish onto O'Reilly on the floor, heading into a picture in picture break. So during And the, it looks horrible. So yes, during the picture in picture break Which uh, I did not see. Fish gets back into the ring and he looks very wobbly and tags Kyle O'Reilly. And mm-hmm. Kyle gets dominated through the break. Uh, match seems to literally halt for a moment. Like, everybody stops what they're doing. This is still during the break. And then... Wait, it, what happened? Like, Sorry. the match just, like, screeches to a halt all of a sudden during the break. Like, uh-huh. everyone stops. Kyle stops. Keith Lee stops. The ref stops. They all stop for a minute. And then a shirtless, but not in his ring gear, Roderick Strong hops onto the apron. And... Then the match and show continues. Uh, The announcers are explaining that after that last move from Keith Lee, that Bobby Fish can't compete. They try to tell us that it was a knee thing, but the way he got back into the ring, he looked like he was knocked out. It looked like a concussion thing, like he wasn't all there. And by the way, it should be noted here that this was not planned. This was not part of anything. Roderick Strong... Roderick Strong is so good, he literally came into this match never expecting in a million years to be in this match and then competed in this match like he was supposed to be in it all along. So Roderick Strong is great. He really is wonderful. And so i just like to say for those of us who did not watch Mm -hmm. um, live and watched on the app later, we don't see the picture-in-picture, and all of a sudden you you get the little blackout and... Or fade out, fade back in. It comes and back and Roderick Strong. Roderick there. Strong's there, and I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> yes, um, I wrote here, Glory Feast in control. They've taken 99 percent of this match for a long time. It's mm-hmm. just the two big guys beating up on Undisputed Era. Roderick finally chop blocks Dominic Dijakovic to cut his legs out from under him and change the momentum. We get a second commercial break. When we come back from that, the leg continues to be worked over. Keith Lee gets the tag. He smashes Undisputed Era, but they chop block Lee too to take the to try to take advantage. But this does not last long. Um, Dominic Dijakovic gets in again. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly puts him in a triangle choke, but Dijakovic powers out of it. Obviously, he's huge. Uh, his leg gives out. Uh, yes, and then they take out Keith Lee's leg. Uh, Dijakovic does the his springboard tope over the top rope which Very, was amazing this one was a springboard to the top rope not the one that he does from the middle rope oh, in and out sorry this one he left to the very top and then did a flip dive out that was oh, yeah. really impressive it was uh, very cool a double choke slam and then adam cole runs down but keith lee pounces him out of television <laughs> literally so cartoonish <laughs> it was fantastic though he ran into cole cole was thrown into the air and then off of frame. Yeah. Which is really impressive because now everybody has widescreen televisions. So he really went flying <laughs> off frame. Uh, it was hot. He I wonder how they did the, that. He just, get, he just got pounced into the crowd. Uh, however, Dominic Dijakovic, seeing this display, is distracted. <clears throat> and Undisputed Era hits him with a high-low for the win. What did you think of the like, opener? Like, I get it. I would have been distracted by Keith Lee's gloriousness as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, makes Dijakovic look like a geek, though, a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's like, whoa, cool, and then he loses. <laughs> they lost the tag team titles. I know. Um, but I feel like this... I'm hoping this isn't going to be the last we see of this matchup. Yeah, this was fun. Um, this was a lot of fun, and god how much i missed roderick strong and kyle o'reilly together mm-hmm. like man they're just fun together yep um they really are and um this match just kind of uh made me remember that i also really hope that calvin klein was a sponsor in this episode <laughs> a um, lot of calvin klein because because he just kept seeing the name flash all over the place oh yeah roderick strong needs a belt um yep. Is what I'm saying. But it was still fantastic. Um, I hope this rivalry continues. I thought this was a great way to start off. And I'm really glad that they did kind of take Adam Cole out like that. Um, yeah. Because he need the poor guy needed a night off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that just kind of sealed it. But I'm glad he, like, opened it up um, 
with promos because I mean he's just amazing. So yeah. I thought the opening was good. I thought that this is an opening match was good. I was I was entertained mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I'm gonna open grapple the the grapple yeah. score. What did you give it? I gave it three and a quarter. I gave it three point two five as well. What? Uh, and grapple three point three. All right, right there. Yes, right on the money. Uh, after this. Uh, we got a Dakota Kai heel turn recap. Uh, they note she was fined for hitting Regal, so that's pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathy Kelly is with Candice LeRae. Uh, she says that Tegan is like a sister to her, and that Tegan will eventually get her revenge on Dakota Kai, and notes that she is facing Dakota Kai tonight, and that she is not stepping into the ring with her friend Candice LeRae. She is stepping into the ring with Tegan Knox's pissed-off big sister. So, um, I gotta say, I think Candace might have, um, she has to vet her friends better. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's needed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but also I didn't realize that, uh, Tegan Knox and Candace were so close, but like, I mean, I guess, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, also this just makes me like Dakota Kai more. She makes, she seems more interesting now. Anyway. Um, here's a recap of all of the stuff that has happened between Leo Rush and, uh, Angel Garza, including uh, something that happened backstage at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. where Leo Rush, I believe, slapped Garza in the face as a mm-hmm. a receipt for the time that Garza slapped him. And then one of the agents in the back said something <laughs> along the lines of, stop that! Or, you can't do that! Or something. Hey, yeah. you can't do that! Uh Back to the arena, and we get Shane, Thorne, and Mansoor. Yeah. Generic music for both of these men. Yes. I'm still sad. I like Shane Thorne. I don't know why people don't like him as much. Yeah, he's just not... Ca- I mean, and look, this the his, the, his presentation here is not helping. Uh, no, I know. They... Well, look, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm sure Mansoor is a nice fellow... But I wrote here, they point out that Mansoor is the poster boy for the Blood Money Tours. So oh, jeez. He's the guy, when they go to Saudi Arabia, because he is from Saudi Arabia, I don't know if he was born there or if his parents were born there, and he was uh, an American. He speaks fluent English with no mm-hmm. discernible accent, so I'm guessing he was American-born and his parents are were Saudi. Uh, but... Uh, every time they've gone to Saudi Arabia, they have done something with him, and the crowd has eaten it up. Uh, which is smart. You're supposed to make the hometown person look like a star. But, you know, it's the Saudi Arabia shows. So I don't know if I'd want to be the poster boy for those shows, but uh, here we are. Um, flurry of offense uh, from Matsur early on is culminated in a dive to the outside, but Thorne catches him and gives him a backdrop driver on the floor. That was very impressive. Uh, yeah. Mansoor comes back. Uh, then he hits the, the four, the forearm suicide dive that he's trying to hit earlier. Uh, he hits Shane Thorne with this, throws him back into the ring, hits a slingshot neckbreaker, and then pins him. This match was very short. Yes. With a lot of energy. My kind of match. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sprint heavy, <laughs> but they didn't have a chance to really do anything. And, uh, the few things Shane Thorne did looked good. He did a couple of these, like, back suplex things, and both of them looked yeah. really cool, but... That was about it. There, to me, this was too short for what they were doing. Um, like, they don't know what they're doing. That's part of the problem. Yeah, this was a little bit longer than like squash match territory, but not much longer. And it's yeah, it's what I am going to be calling a filler match. It was kind of a filler match. Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and I think more people should enjoy it too. The crowd did not enjoy this one. Mm-mm. They did not seem into it. No, they did not. Uh, well, I went. W- I, I went with a two for this one. It just was short. Okay, I went two and a half. Okay, grapple not as not as kind. One point eight four. Fine, grapple under a two, but close. You don't. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand how I feel. Grapple. Shane Thorne. Uh, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai had their match. Uh. Dark Dakota has dark generic music. I liked her old music better. I understand why they can't use her old music for Dark Dakota or uh, yeah. Dark Coda, whatever you want to call her. 
Dark Kai. Dark Kai, but you can't use... Uh, this music also was very bland. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, oh, that's a bad guy music. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Did, I like it, her outfit, though. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't strike me. But she has new gear, like a new hairstyle, <clears throat> and she comes out with Tegan's knee brace, like a trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This, like, is, this is the blood of my enemies type of a face. Yeah. Uh, it's all Candace early. Uh, Dakota wheel spins Candace into the ring post, though, face first to take the advantage, going into a break. Coming back from the break, uh, Candace starts her comeback, hits a sit-out powerbomb for two. Uh, Candace tries to give Dakota a German suplex on the apron, uh, but they all kinds of miss it. Uh, yes. Dakota... Basically, part of her spine hits the corner of the ring, which is this looked awful, and then she just splatted on the ground. So that all yeah. looked no fun. Uh, a leaping tornado DDT for a two. Uh, another power bomb for a two. Candice goes for her moonsault but misses. Uh, Dakota hits the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. She gets a two. Uh, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what I wrote here. Because this is this may be autocorrect, so uh, oh, let me try to, to let me try to figure out what happened here. Uh, oh, she gets her in the Gargano escape. Yes, but Dakota gets to the ropes. Candice goes for uh, another dive, but Dakota just hits her with Tegan's knee brace and then thrashes Candice on the floor. And then Rhea Ripley eventually comes out to run her off. Uh, what did you think of Candice and Dakota? That was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Um, serious question, though. Like, so there was this one thing on the outside of the ring. Maybe it was that. I don't know. Some, they were kick- Dakota was kicking Candace in the face yes. at some points, right? Yes. And here's my thing. How come no one has any red marks on their face from that? Like, seriously. Like, shouldn't you have some kind of, like, a bruise? <laughs> I, Jacqueline, I, I, see, get it. I see you have figured out. The fakeness of professional wrestling. I don't like it. It makes me. It takes me out of it, man. I was. Um. I was waiting for. You, I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for you to ask me why when they shoot them into the ropes they just keep running. Like why do they keep running and then bounce off and come back? Yeah, it seems very detrimental. Like the chances of them getting hit with something are incredibly high. It's it high. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, Big but, E no, of I... the New Day very famously had a Big E of the New Day very famously had a tweet where he was tweeting out like ponderings that he would have, uh-huh. and he, and one of them was like, "When somebody shoots me into the rope, why do I keep running?" <laughs> it's maybe he can't stop. Maybe it's like a it's, it's beat into them through the training process. <laughs> um, but I actually did really enjoy this. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, to see these two ladies um, who were friends, you know, two weeks ago, now be against each other. Um, yes. But yes. Um, but my 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 big gripe with the match was we went all through it and then it stopped at a DQ. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I also really liked post match Dakota like threw an intern off one of the chairs yes. on the side there. Yeah, she like she's she tough lady now. The attitude change is, is working for you. It is. It is. I, she she yeah. was not an interesting character before. I think this just makes her a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were. This was the plan with her, like all along, or they just realized they needed to do something. But I think they got as long as they keep on this trajectory. I think it's they, they handled it correctly. I think this was the plan when she came back. Um, oh, cool. And they wanted to focus on. I think they like her, and they want to focus on her, but. They also wanted to focus on Tegan, who had also just come back and never really got a chance to even get started there. And they didn't want right. these two babyface characters. So I, I presume that from Dakota's return, they were planning on, on doing this. And it's a natural rivalry because Dakota and Tegan are best friends. So right. uh, they, can totally, they can totally play off of that. I agree with you. I thought this match reached good status, but the ending prevented it from going any higher than that. Uh, furthermore, while I really like Candice LeRae, I thought mm-hmm. Dakota Kai should have won this match, not gotten mm-hmm. herself disqualified. And I don't care if she even cheats. Like, ref has her, yeah. ref has the back turned, and she hits her with the brace and then pins her. 
like something yeah. cheat, cheat to win if you have to, or beat her clean or something. But Dakota just became a bad guy character. And that means she should win to legitimize how this change has affected her. But oh, I don't, no, I think she's going to get more broody with this. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's that attitude. She's like a teenager. All that attitude is going to just come out mm-hmm. until she gets to Tegan. And then that's when she's going to unload. Oh, is this, the, I this, will... is, this is akin to the Bailey heel turn where oh, she's maybe. just a, she's just a moody teen as her character now, essentially. Probably. I, I will also say, is. yeah, I will also say, um, Candace didn't do as many cool things in this match as she normally does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really think it's because, man, these, some of these wrestlers just took a beating over the weekend. Like, I give they them have her. To be sore. Yeah. Like, I give her so much credit for just doing what she did, like, for doing everything. Like, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, for getting into another match after the two she had over the weekend. So, yeah. Uh, we what stand. Did, what did you give Candace and Dakota? Three. I also gave it a three. And Grapple 3.06. Wow. Grapple yeah. showing up. Yeah, we're really in sync this week. I, I, I know. I, There's look, still time. It's, <laughs> yes, it's. I mean, look, it's fun when we have diverging opinions, but uh, it's also, sometimes it's amazing because we have two very different, we're approaching wrestling from two very different viewpoints. And yep. it's... I find it always far more satisfying when we talk about something and we agree on it. I'm like, oh wow, like it's a, it's a, it's a good validation for me. I yeah. think. Like, oh, all right, I'm not I'm not I'm not completely out of touch yet. Just with everything yeah. my kids like. Uh, there you go. Kathy Kelly is with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he says he knows what Finn has done in NXT, but says that he's top that and. Uh, he's going to regret standing in his way. Yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, yeah. We got a Cameron Grimes personality profile from what I presume is his swamp. Oh man, I don't even remember this. Yeah, he's just this like in, good. He's just out back somewhere by a by a swamp, and he's like Cameron Grimes has wanted to do this his whole life, and I've got the fastest pin in NXT Wait. history. And did he actually refer to himself in third party? He may third have. person. He may have. Oh, God I don't, I don't remember. Uh, there is a Rhea hype video, which consisted of showing all of the ass kicking she did over the course of the last week or two. I mean, not for nothing. I don't think she needs it right now. No, but they reminded everybody of just how ass kicky she is and why we should all love her. It's really working. It's really working for her. Uh, Leo Rush and Akira Tozawa for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. They tried to present Akira Tozawa as a heel here because he comes out with a raw t-shirt and they give him a raw lower third name graphic instead of an NXT one, which I thought this whole thing was over, but apparently there's still bits and pieces of this laying around, uh, this brand supremacy stuff. But it, I mean, it's, it's hilarious because of what happens later on in the match. But um, the match starts, both guys are fast, I write. Uh, yep. Quick exchange ends in a stalemate. Tozawa seemingly, uh, there was at one point Tozawa punches Leo Rush, I wrote here, seemingly punched all of the spit out of Leo's face. Cause there's out this, of his face, not even out of his mouth. Yeah, there's out of this his whole face. There's this one punch, and I just see spray everywhere. It's kind of gross. Hope nobody got that in the front row. Uh, he gives uh, Leo Rush a senton on the apron, and there's a commercial break. Uh, and we come back from the break, and Leo Rush is in control somehow. Uh, no picture-in-picture picture to show us this, and they there, there was no replay to explain. So at some point, Leo Rush did something to regain momentum, but we don't know what it was. It's uh, all I ever get, so... Weirdly, now remember at the beginning, Akira Tozawa comes out with a raw t-shirt and is supposed to be hated. And Tozawa starts making a comeback, and the crowd is behind him even though they painted him as a heel early. Uh, yeah, the crowd doesn't know what they want. Maybe you can shed some light on this, because this is pretty vague, but I just wrote, Super Fast Matrix Kick Sequence Ends with a Double Kick. Oh, they like they went to go kick each other, and like they both did the lean back thing to get out of the way. Oh, and then. They? And then they kicked again, and they both landed at the same time. So is super fast Matrix kick sequence accurate? I mean, it's not inaccurate. Okay. Um, they uh, 
The fight continues as they struggle onto the apron where Akira Tozawa gives Leo Rush a German suplex to the floor. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. Leo Rush flips all the way over, lands on his stomach. That must not have been fun. Akira Tozawa... No. Uh, there's a moment here where I wrote, Tozawa may have been knocked silly, too, uh, as a spot was missed. So there's this moment where Rush gives Tozawa this kick, and Tozawa's mouth, mouth guard falls out. Yeah. And he kind of falls to the ground. And Leo Rush... I think he was just covering it. I think he was trying to, like, pick it up. Maybe. Uh, so That's what I got. Leo Rush goes for the come-up, his bounce off of the ropes into a stunner. And he bounces off the ropes and then flies backwards and then just lands on the ground because Tozawa is still on the ground. Now, there is a couple of thoughts, a couple mm-hmm. of theories out there about what happened here. There's the uh, flash knockout theory that he was momentarily knocked out and mm-hmm. didn't know where he was. Although he did not behave like somebody who had been knocked out the whole rest of the match. He was very very much mm-hmm. like not wobbly and With had it. good balance and everything. Um, there is the school of thought that he just forgot what they were going to do next, which can it's, happen. Yeah. And there's my school of thought, which is after watching it a couple of times, uh, it looks like Rush is getting ready to run towards the ropes and it looks like Tazawa is actually trying to grab him. Like, maybe they weren't supposed to go do this quickly, and he's trying to be like, hey, no, not yet, or something along those lines, but it was mm. too late. I, either way, uh, it was very obviously a goof. And a couple of yeah. minutes later, they actually do what they were going to do, which is Leo goes for the come up, and uh, Tozawa catches him in a German suplex, which was awesome. And it would have been even better yeah. if they did it the first time when they planned to. Um, Tozawa then hits an Everest German, like this stalling deadlift German suplex for a two count. Uh, he goes for a big senton off the top rope, but Leo Rush gets his knees up and he hits two final hours on Tozawa for the win to retain the title. Uh, all in all though, I thought this was a really good match. What did you think? I agree. I thought it was the, I mean, these men were just flying across the ring at each other, high Mm -hmm. energy, lots of stuff happening. Um, the goof in the middle or whatever we want to call it, like it happened, it's whatever. But we did not mention the worst part of it. Hmm. And that was that the ref picked up the mouth guard with his bare hand. Gross. Gross. That had been in yes. Tazawa's mouth this whole match. I know. I hope he has some Purell in his pocket. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I cannot go on without mentioning that. But um, overall, I did re- really enjoyed this match. I thought it was fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really know Tazawa or whatever his name is all that well. Yes. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. His speed will no doubt come as little surprise to you when you learn that his nickname is the Stamina Monster. So ah, there we go. Oh, him and Roderick Strong against each other then would be a good match. Yeah. That would be really good, actually. Um, yeah. So what did you give uh, Russian Tazawa? I gave it a three and a half. Okay, I was just a little under you with three and a quarter. Okay. And Grapple, 3.64. Dang! So they were above you even on that one. They liked it. They sure did. Uh, After that, uh, Finn is in the back and says Tommaso Ciampa will find out what Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle have already experienced. Presumably that means defeat. Although he mm-hmm. didn't really beat Johnny Gargano, but he put him on the shelf. Uh, Zaya Lee and Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne, the vision, one half of mm-hmm. Bourne and Bougie, out to extract revenge for the nose of Aaliyah. They show you a picture, man. That looked nasty. The, uh, the revenge does not go well. Here's no. the whole match. Yep. Zaya powerbombs Vanessa Bourne. Then Shayna Baszler... And Marina and Jessamine come out for some reason. Zaya looks at them, then kicks Vanessa Bourne, then pins her. So, quickly, your, your thoughts on that uh, That long yeah. bout. I, I gave it a one, by the way. I gave it a one and a quarter. Oh, wow. I thought it was... I th- well, look, Zaya at least did something. <laughs> That's true. And she looked good doing it. She did. It looked. It was fluid. Grapple gave it a That's point all... seven seven. Fair enough. That's all I have to say about that match. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Post match, 
the horsewoman beat up uh, Zia Lee. Shayna puts over her weekend. She talks about beating Bailey and Becky Lynch in the same night at the same time. Says that she's in her second reign as women's champion, and it's been over a year. Rhea comes out, and the horsewomen bail. Uh, and then she tells Shayna she has something she wants to say to her face. And of course, because Shayna is not a cowardly bad guy, uh, no. she walks right up onto the apron and gets in uh, Rhea Ripley's face. And Rhea says that she did beat Bailey and she did beat Becky, but when she faced Rhea, Rhea won. And she says she's going to do it again. And the next time she's going to take her championship. And this has angered Shayna, who now gets into the ring and goes face-to-face with Rhea. And she says that people call Rhea Ripley the nightmare, but Shayna is the reality. And the reality is that Rhea will end up just like every other challenger. Uh, Rhea challenges Shayna, and Shayna walks off. Um, that I thought that was excellent. I thought they had a great exchange. And this, man, this crowd was super into this. Like, they love Rhea. They were against Shane, like the crowd did everything they were supposed to do for this, like, yeah, set up here. So now I have two questions coming mm-hmm. out of this. Yes, do we think Shayna loses the title at a regular show or at the next takeover? I think it's going to be at the takeover. I agree. February, I, I mean, it mm-hmm. probably also means my, my she's going to move up. My gut feeling is that they want to do Shayna and Becky at WrestleMania this year, so hmm, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's my I mean, gut feeling. So I, I, and I mean, Shayna kind of has done everything there is to do in NXT. Yeah. Uh, but so has Johnny Gargano. Let's go. That's another time. Um, yes. And my second question: Who is the Dark Prince on Rhea's shirt? Is that a wrestler? Is it a band? I'm pretty what was sure. Happening? I'm. I. I don't want to be a hundred percent sure. I'm pretty sure it's a band. I know it's okay. not a. I know it's not a wrestler. I'm pretty sure it's a band, and I think she just wears I, like band T-shirts out there. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't some kind of a callback to like a Finn Balor thing, because mm. the Dark Prince, whatever. I know that wasn't his name, but um, I was like, please tell me that's not what's happening here. So. As, as far as I know, good. It's a band, but I, I've never heard of them before. But look, I can't believe how far Rhea Ripley has come. She's even, fantastic. Even since dawning this character, uh, because yeah. you can actually see pre this character Rhea Ripley in the first, I think it's the first Mae Young classic, mm-hmm. where she is just long hair, blonde, normal wrestling gear, fun-loving Australian beach babe is essentially her really? character. Yeah, it's it's almost the total opposite of what she's doing here. No, this is this suits her. Yeah. Well, I think this is more her as well. Um, like, actual her. Uh, yeah. But even then, like, the beginning of, like, when they started NXT UK and put the Women's Championship on her early, I thought it was a mistake. I didn't think she was good enough in the ring. I didn't think she had enough, like, poise or had figured out her character even, really. Like, I thought it was just too early. And it really was kind of early. Like, after she got the title off of her. Mm-hmm. uh she started getting better and then randomly one day she showed up again in regular NXT and she was a million times better than she'd been. And I don't know well, what she'd, happened. She'd been doing the Florida circuit for a long time mm-hmm. Yeah, before she came back on regular NXT. Yeah. She's gotten very I saw good. her live. Yeah. Cause I saw her live quite a few times mm-hmm. before she came back on TV and you're just like, wait a second, what's going on? So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Jacqueline, I hope that you're going to be feeling better by the next episode of NXT because if you're not, this match next week that they announce may in fact just put you to sleep. I mean, you could already be halfway there already uh, because sickness could be kicking your ass, but surely it will not help to see Damian Priest and Killian Dane next week. Literally the match that no one cares about. (laughs) There's not even a Pete Dunne in there to make it interesting. So, Right? That's the only reason I cared about the other one. Um, main event, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor for Momentum. I don't know. I'm not sure what's on the line here. Speaking of Momentum, though, uh, Momentum and Move Trading in the ring and on the floor early on heading into a picture-in-picture break. And during this break, Finn, of course, 
takes full charge over Tommaso Ciampa. And then when we come back from the commercial break, you know how it goes. Ciampa makes a comeback immediately after the break ends. Finn cuts him off, goes for the bloody Sunday on the ramp, just like he did to Johnny Gargano and to Matt Riddle at one point. Uh, but uh, this is countered by Tommaso Ciampa and gives him an air raid crash on the floor. Uh, they get back into the ring. He hits uh, the Project Ciampa for a two. Uh, here's here's an autocorrect. They autocorrected Balor into Barlow. Yep, Not sure right. why. Barlow fights back, hits the John Woo kick on Ciampa, uh, and uh, he goes for the coup de grace, but Tommaso cuts him off on the ropes, hits an avalanche air raid crash for a two. Then Adam Cole runs in for a distraction. His belt ends up in the ring. Finn Balor gives Tommaso Ciampa a final cut, and Ciampa lands on the belt. Um, this is only a two count. Cole then kicks Tommaso Ciampa, and then Finn Balor hits him with the Bloody Sunday for the win. And in the post-match, uh, it looks like Finn Balor and Adam Cole are celebrating together, but Finn gives Adam Cole the Pele kick, signifying that Finn Balor is on his own. Yep. Uh, what did you think of yeah. the main event? Um, so I thought it'd start, it was much more what I wanted from like the takeover match to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, re- I really enjoyed it. I think this kind of met my expectations where I wanted it. Um, I love that a lot of Ciampa's moves from when he was like the big heel mm-hmm. have translated into him being like the big face. Like it's yep. so weird. Like he did not change character really. No. But everyone... But like he he didn't do anything different other than come back and the the heels have control. You yeah, know what I mean? And now he's mad at the heels. Yeah, and I, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it was just it's like the perfect like In a I way I, in a way I kind of like it. Like I do too. He was the bad guy and Goldie was his his belt. Yeah. But he had to leave because of an injury and never lost the belt. And now that he's come back, another bad guy has the belt, and he wants it back, so he's the good guy now. Right. It's almost like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, he really hasn't changed very much. Yeah. Um, and Which I think is really interesting. Um, but yeah, this got a little... Um, I mean, it's it's so sad, because like, these matches are all getting very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was wondering, why does Adam Cole want Phil, Finn Balor to win this match? I don't know. Why would you help him? That was you, weird. I think he just wanted Ciampa to lose. No, that's fair. Um, but I like it, and I feel like something is happening. I can't say what, but I feel like there... I, I really hope it's not a three-way match for the title. But yeah. like, I feel like it's going to be... Like I hope we're building... I think we're building to something here, and I think it's exciting. I think if they're smart... To me, the it's tough to say. The smart thing... Like, there's the part of me that's like, Finn is a big star, and you should do mm-hmm. the three-way at TakeOver because he's the big star. But the more... Uh, there's the other part of my brain that's like, no, Ciampa and Cole is the match. And that should be the match at the TakeOver. And that yes. they should do, like, a Cole and Finn match. Maybe build that up for a big TV. Because the TakeOver is not until February, so you've got some time here. Yeah, uh, maybe. I have a theory. Oh, where I think this is headed. If Shayna is in fact get, being set up to move up, right, which mm-hmm. we all think is going to be happening, I think Finn Balor is going <clears throat> to take on the Shayna Baszler persona um, of the bully? without a belt. Yeah, he's going to be the bully. He's just going to come out and just knock everyone around. Um, because not that they need one, but like I feel like that like his character would make sense to step into that once she moves up. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, and I think it's going to take him a little bit of, and I think they're going to build him out like that before he goes on to face Ciampa for the belt. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think Ciampa wins. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think Ciampa should be Cole as well. Um, so what would you give Balor and Ciampa? I went three and a half. Okay. Uh, this is just like the last match you gave three and a half to. I gave it three and a quarter and Jeez. grapple 3.39. All right, it's like right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. This was we're this is a pretty good I know, we were close. We had pretty good discourse with Grapple this week. Yeah, yeah. We, we weren't really like crazy. Ins- yeah, we didn't have to really insult them or or anything. No. All right. Way to be on, way to be on our side this week, Grapple. Mhm. Uh okay, so because we have to because it's continuing, 
the ninth week of the Wednesday Night Wars. Again, fascinating uh, on a variety of zero. Uh, <laughs> the numbers are zero. Well, I mean, I did ask about the drinking thing, and yeah, for a reason. This number wasn't going to do good anyway because it's airing the night the- before a big holiday. Yeah. Nobody's watching TV. Like, if you're not drinking, if you're old, and it, like in my case, I'm old, so I was at home prepping stuff for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, yeah. Wasn't watching TV. Uh, and if I was, I don't think I would have been watching a ton of wrestling. No. So You have uh, Christmas music on in the background. Well, and also, ironically, I should point out that I actually was watching wrestling. I watched AEW because I watch it live uh. every week, but that did not matter. Uh Here's why. NXT won in overall viewers again, second week in a row. They had 810,000, which is a drop from last week's 916,000. Still not bad. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. AEW wins every week in the demo, right? Yeah. Their oh, biggest... They didn't this week? They did, actually, ironically. Oh. Uh, they've, not, they've still never lost in the demo. But mm. their biggest demos are younger people. Yeah. And if you That's were, why they had less people watching. If yeah. you're correct, and mm-hmm. younger people do way more socializing the night before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and people just weren't in their homes, and AEW skews way more youthful than older, well, they went from 893,000 last week to 663 this week. It tracks. That's I'm telling a, you, they're going to go back up next week. That's a big drop. And their demo was also a big drop. I think it was like a, a 0.26 to like a 0.22, I think, for uh, between NXT and, uh, and AEW. So AEW, once again, wins the... 18 to 49. Yeah, they, they win the number that's actually important to television. And NXT, for the second week in a row, has won the... Uh, it's fun to keep track of who has the most viewers total. Um, <laughs> like NXT, yeah. I, I mean, AEW, it was very close this week, but AEW won every demographic by a thin margin except hmm. for the 50 plus, which NXT always wins. They're the 50 plus demographic winner. I mean, it's crazy That's to so me. Weird. It's crazy to me that NXT beat them in total viewers and AEW dropped like a ton of total viewers, but still beat them in like the number of youthful people watching the show. That just shows you who's watching WWE properties. Yeah. Right. Older, older. So. Folk. I mean the, somebody, somebody like deep dive into the ratings and noted that the median age for NXT was 55, Dang. which means, which means half the audience was older than 55. Yep. That's, bizarre like that's I don't crazy know. man i'm one of the youngest people watching this <laughs> like i don't know anybody who is 60 who's like nxt i don't know anybody but then again i don't know too many people who are like nxt period i know a few people my age uh that yeah. watch it but they're big wrestling fans too and i know you and yep. that's about it like i don't i definitely don't know anybody younger who watches it maybe they have it on in nursing homes Oh, maybe they just have it USA on. It is a Florida on. property. <laughs> just have USA on. Yeah. Like, oh, those are those so. kids over at the school doing the <laughs> wrestling show. That's another thing. They they record at a college. Like, you'd think they'd appeal to the college College, students. yeah, but they don't. <laughs> it's super, I'm imagining, like, 60-year-olds watching that opening with, like, Josiah Williams doing, like, the hip-hop celebration thing, like... Look, they showed people in the crowd who were older folk, and they were clearly trying to be like, you know, clapping along to the song. I'm like, this is not a good look. Uh, They did not know what was happening. We're all, (laughs) they didn't know what was going on. Um, But yeah, so the the war, such as it is, Jacqueline, continues. Two victories now. raging. Okay, now for the, the big... The big winner, at least in my case. Who did I think won this week? And the answer, Jacqueline, is NXT. Mm. For the first time since the first week. I have not picked NXT since the first week. 
AEW this week had a rough show, their first rough show, where okay. I watched it and nothing on it was, I wouldn't say it was a bad TV show, but there was a lot of stuff that fell flat. They did have the best match of the week uh, between the two shows, but it was only the one match and most of the stuff fell flat and there was some stuff that started out really good, but ended flat. It was just a weird show in general. Uh, <laughs> they have a really old, uh, they have a really, really old uh, commentator in Jim Ross who oh, yeah. has reached the, old man stage of his life and sometimes says things that just, you know, not 2019 stuff. Oh so, yeah. That's know, a problem between uh, a lot of it fixating. I'm calling uh, Japanese women wrestlers oriental and mm. also being amazed that fans gravitate to them, even though they don't speak English. Ooh, <laughs> he's He's just old, everybody. Ooh, that's like, rough. Like my great grandma, who just said racist jokes because she was just really old, and that's that's just Good. all the jokes they knew. Good lord. Okay. <laughs> it was a rough show. Man. Uh, well. Yeah. Okay, well, then. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have that on NXT. Uh, no. We can say that. Usually, most weeks he's fairly reined in, but they were short one man in the commentary booth and. Uh, ah. He just he just ran wild. So <laughs> he didn't <sighs> have his watcher. No, he did not have his handler to to keep him in check. Um, all right, so that's the show for this week. I don't think have they announced anything for next week's show. Killian Dane and um, oh dear lord, is that it? Damian Priest. I think so. Uh, okay, well. Uh, that's it for the show this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe. And that way you can hear us come back next time and talk more NXT on USA and the WWE Networks featuring what is almost guaranteed to not be the main event, Killian Dane and, oh God, I forgot his name, Punishment Martinez. Uh, it's my name. Damien Priest. That's it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>